Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paid Actor Radio Show. You know, the truth is that we have been um, offline for some time, but we're coming back. And I'm super excited to be coming back today with an interview with Lee Henry Jordan, the Lee Henry Jordan. And <laughs> um, Lee is on with us now. And so I want him to share a little bit about his what Lee to share a little bit more about his background in the industry. Um, how did he come to the industry and doing the work that he does now? So, Lee, why don't you go ahead and share more about your background and work well, first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity and thank you for what you do because it's, I think it's an important service that you provide to actors, you know, here in Minnesota and wherever you are. So thank you so much for that. That's number one. Yeah. And, uh, number two, uh, my background, uh, it started out with just me, this being just a, a pretty face in the crowd. Uh, and then from uh, and that was started maybe when about maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. So now I'm that older pretty face in the crowd now. Yeah. Uh, so, tell, so can you tell us a little bit more specific about that pretty face in the crowd? What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, uh, my first job actually was a print ad okay. and they were looking for an African-American gentleman to uh, to look lovingly at cheese, you know, and like I was in love with the cheese. And so I went for the audition with Babs Casting here in Minnesota. And uh, believe it or not, actually, I got the job. And that was the beginning, you know, of the of the of my process uh, and the journey that I've started here in this industry. Okay. So. Okay. And then from there, from print ads, uh, I started did a uh, few films, basically background work, you know, and that's kind of where I kind of been at for the most part. Uh, but because of my background work, I've actually been able to do other projects, music videos, uh, film projects, and uh, and so forth and so on. Okay, I don't so know if that kind of gives you an idea. Yeah, you started off in the industry as talent. Yep modeling yep and yeah that's well too i was i did runway as well so yeah. uh yep and then so you i've been in, i've been in all aspects of 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 the business a little bit uh, uh as you said modeling film work print and uh and commercial work right doing a bit of acting as well yes ma'am mm-hmm. so i would love to hear more about your experiences acting and what got you to transition out of that to what you're doing now? Well, I would have to say that the transition just automatically happened mm-hmm. <laughs> in the way that uh, kind of felt right for me. Uh, I enjoy being in front of the camera, but I also like the aspect of what goes on behind the camera, you know, uh, as far as casting, uh, principal acting, uh, union versus non-union, that whole uh, individual concepts there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's been important just to stay in the business and learn as much as I possibly can so that I can use what I learned to help other people move forward in what they want to do. Because okay. 
It's not that I don't, you know, I don't want to be, you know, this complete rising star like Danzel. Well, Danzel ain't rising. He is a star. Uh, you know, but uh, anything along those lines, I just like the idea of just being on set because that's my world. Right. So you found your interest in wanting to be more involved in the behind the camera, the scenes. That's what excited you about the work. That is what excited me. But of course, being in, in front of the camera was first was what kind of got me going. And then I, like I said, gradually moved my way into being behind the scenes. Okay, wonderful. Um, and I would love to know about your work, more about your work behind the scenes and how you think um, as a former actor and now working behind the scenes that, let me, let me phrase this question a little bit differently. <laughs> Um, Okay, so you talked a little bit about the transition. I'm wondering about those other actors who are out there and who would love to transition. What would be some key things that you would like to share with them about that process? You know, I would say the the one thing that's been for me, uh, which is kind of almost my upbringing, Mm -hmm. is that when you see a spot that you think you can feel and that you have the skills and, 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 and the joy to do it, then jump in that spot because it, who knows? I think it was, it was by the universe. It was created for you. Yeah. Wow. And that's kind of what happened with, you know, the, uh, doing the acting part and then coming into actually more of the casting in the things. Mm-hmm. So I found that little spot and I jumped in it and I have been, happy in that in that position you know since i you know since i transitioned but like i say i still do acting don't get me wrong you know i will i'll ham it up if given a chance but i really would prefer to give other people that chance to do so okay sounds good um and now you're doing more casting and you're casting as an extra casting extras you're doing extras casting so what has been your involvement with extras casting over the past you've been doing it for like 18 years well you know i'd say the the interesting thing about for me is the fact that there are these levels of a lot of people are not familiar with this Mm -hmm. this casting uh for films and commercials and like I say, what I do is basically background casting and extras casting, which are usually non-speaking cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, you can, uh, as, I, as I tell people all the time, I said, if you want to be in this business, one thing you need to know is that you need to be on set. Because if anything is going to happen, it's going to happen on set. It's not going to happen in your living room. So in order to, you know, to do that, maybe sometimes taking that extras you know, part in the film or commercial will give you that opportunity to do the next thing coming your way. Okay. If that so, makes sense. Yes. And I would like to hear more about your take on that because you hear some people say in the industry, if you want to be a principal actor, don't go for the extras roles. Don't think that being on set um, is going to get you... Um, upgraded. It's not always going to happen that if you are wanting those principal roles, then you need to go for that. And if you want to just do background, then you just do that. What is your response to that? You know, and, and that's a, that's a very interesting, you know, point of view for, you know, for both, Mm -hmm. uh, simply because for me, 
the idea is that a lot of people that I work with are are still trying to find their way you know, in mm-hmm. this industry. Mm-hmm. And to me, where background work comes in at. Now, if you are a you know a 100% bona fide union actor and you have all the credentials that you need, then maybe maybe it is a step back for you. Yeah. And maybe you shouldn't do that. But if you are not, if you are first dipping your toe in the pool, yeah, then you need to find as many pools as you can to dip your toes in. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that's what extras work gives you that opportunity to meet, to greet, to uh, network, which is the important part of this business as well, too. Because, right. you know, I hate to say this, but sometimes people get a little clickish and they only work with the people that they know or the talent that they know. And, be, you know, and so in order to try and get a part of that, that click, you need to be on set. And that's one of the things that Elsa's work will do is will get you on set, meeting the right people, meeting the people who are actually actively doing projects in your city or in your community. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying, I, I, I hope I don't sound like I preach it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really good, I think it's really good. And I think it's your, um, what you're saying is, is I understand and, I value what you have to say. Um, I think that I, I agree with what you're saying as well. So I'm here processing. I'm here saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's really important for actors who are just starting out in the work and in, in, in the business to do background work, to get to learn a bit about behind the scenes work, specifically when you're doing film and when that's where, where you want to be. Um, and I say to a lot of actors, I tell actors, even moving to different markets um, to do the extra work. I'm telling you, I, I'm a, I'm a bona fide SAG after act, actress. And whenever I enter a new market, I will take on an extra's job. And when I do, I always meet other SAG after bona fide actors who can tell me all about the lay of the land as far as that market, who I, who's who, who I need to talk to, who shall I call next? And they will give me a recommendation for an agent. Always. Because that network, there's that networking that I was just talking about. Yeah. Right. I, you know, that's, that is, like to me, that's another important part of this industry, that networking. And to me, that's one of the things that extra work will do. And yes, um, I also feel that if, let's say, for instance, for me as a writer and a director myself, I've done a few projects of my own, mm-hmm. individual projects. Mm-hmm. And when I write a character, um, I will have an image in my head. And so if I'm on, if I'm walking around with, you know, at a project that I'm working, uh, a project that I'm working on, or getting actors, that project, that character is in my head the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if I see someone who actually matches what's in my head, I'm going to walk up and say and talk to them and say, you know, I have this project that I'm working on, and you remind me so much of the character that I've created, and I was just wondering if I could talk to you about that if you have a minute. Yeah. So that's another. That's another. W- part of my process as far as a director and so forth. 
that's that's a really good point that, you know, being on set or being engaged in the work, if it's extras or principal role, you have an opportunity to meet, say, a, a casting director or a producer or associate producer or an assistant director who is working on another project who would say, hey, and you, when you do that networking and you network with them well, say, hey, I, I have this character in mind. You would be great for it. Will you be willing to come in and audition? Um, yeah. yeah, I've had that happen to me where I actually was taking a class, um, I think a monologue class, and uh, performed a monologue. And one young woman who had just produced a short film came up to me and said, hey, we're casting for this project. You will be great for this role. Can you please get in touch with this casting director who's casting for my project? Um, for sure, it happens. It happens on set and it even happens in class. Yes. So to be ready, be ready to, to, to take your dream to the next level by putting yourself out there a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Oh, but be, be safe in what you do. Yeah. And what do you mean by being safe in what you do? Simply because, you know, with all the the, the stories that have been going around and, and uh, as far as uh, people just not behaving as well as they should, just mm-hmm. to me, just remember that you still control, you have the power, not mm-hmm. them, you. Yeah. And if you feel that you don't want to do something or you feel not safe or whatever, then listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. You know, because gut is actually one of the things that helps you create the characters that you that you're being hired for. Right. So the skills that you you know that you are naturally born with. So if, if they all say say if something don't smell right, then it ain't right. Right. Know? Right. And I'm right. And I'm listening to you and saying, like, for those productions that may not have their insurance taken care of (laughs) um, properly insured on set and they're trying to have people um, maybe have a gun scene and they're shooting at a public place (laughs) without having the right permits. That's that's for sure. Um, I agree. I remember uh, recently I um, shot a student within a student film. And they were asking us to meet downtown um, D.C. near Constitution Avenue. And my daughter was in the scene as well. Um, and my question was, do you have a permit to shoot outside in this area? That was one of my first questions. And thankfully, they did. And they produced the permit for me to, to view. There you go. And once again, if, if you have a question, you have a right to ask that question. Right. Yeah. Once again, you have that power. Yeah. And don't ever, ever forget that. Right. Right. And I think it's really important for new actors to um, to be, I think, to manage that feeling or that uh, fear that if you you if you make a stink or if you say something or if you speak up, you're never going to work again. That's so not true. Um, I I always say something and speak up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wherever I am on a production and when things aren't going right. Um, and I've built a 20 plus year career in that. In fact, my first time really speaking up, I was able to get everybody as far as an actor on set, a stipend paid for the work. So I think that's really important. 
Yep, I definitely agree. Yeah, and once again, you know, it's it's important just to don't get so caught up. In fact, I, I that I want to do this. I want to, yeah, you know, that you lose track of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and focus on yeah you know, on, on keeping yourself grounded, keeping yourself logical. You know, because mm-hmm. we, we this is a fantasy world, but you still need to be logical. Right. Right. And I want to bring us back to another point um, that came up for me when you were talking about if you have a character in mind and you see somebody who may remind you of one of your characters that you may be doing a, a, a film about or scene on and you want to talk to this actor that you may find on set to say, hey, are you interested in auditioning for this? I'm going to talk about that because that that brings me to the question of type and defining type for an actor. I mean, a lot of times actors are typecast that's the industry right and a lot of times actors don't have a clear sense of their type some do a lot do not um and then you have some people who feel that only a casting director or an agent can tell you what your type is but i'm the type of person who loves to empower the actor um and so i think it's really important for actors to know their type so i want to know from you how can actors discover their own type? How have you found an actor's type and how can you share uh, with actors how they can discover their own type? Well, I can actually only speak for myself in, in, on, in, on this platform or, or mm-hmm. this part of the discussion. For me, it's always been, let's say for, within my upbringing, I've always been brought up to be a strong man of color you know, no matter where I am, that's, mm-hmm. that's just been a part of my upbringing. So when I, if I like see a character or, or, or read a character, or whatever, that's the main thought that I have within my head. Does this character bring out or, or continue to bring forth the image that I want to create for myself? Mm-hmm. And I, if that answer is no, <laughs> then my next question would be for myself, is this someone that I think that I could expand myself on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't want to limit yourself either. Right. And to me, that's kind of what typecasting does. And, and to me, it's just a pretty word for stereotyping, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, mm-mm not been my cup of tea since the day I was born. Mm -hmm. But those are the two points for me. Number one, the person that you feel that you are, if that person that you are is in that character that you want to read for, and you feel you can, you can bring to something to that character, then go ahead. The other thing would be if that character is someone that you want to try and expand your horizons. Yeah then go ahead and go for it. I hope, does that make sense in a way? It does, it does. And I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind, because I know you gave me some answers to these questions ahead of us being on <laughs> on this interview. So I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind um, sharing um, your answer when I asked, what do you think about typecasting? Because I think it's really important with what you said. You think it's a form of stereotyping. Um, and what you wrote here, I would I think it'd be good to hear it live. Um, All right. 
uh, on the recording. So I'm wondering if you would mind sharing that answer to the question number four that I sent to you early. Alrighty, I think I can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It is it is as easy, it's an easy way to get work. Someone sees you as a villain and then you get more of the same roles. Mm-hmm. Personally, I hate typecasting, did it, uh, because the you can't discover a person's real potential and think of how many diverse uh, cultural cultures uh, we have in main parts of the system that we are currently in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I noticed I, if uh, w- the rules are changing and people uh, want authenticity and in their stories in mm-hmm. which demanding wider range of roles and also more diverse, there more diversity at the same time. Yes. So you, so what I got from you is like that typecasting, you don't, you don't, it doesn't sit right with you. You don't like you said, I hate typecasting because really when you're typecasting, you're not able to, to discover the actor's real, real potential. Um, and the point that as performers, as actors coming from different areas, we bring diversity to, to the role, you know, based on where we're coming from, based on our experience, based on who we are. Um, and so, yeah. and you're finding more now today that the rules are changing, that people are looking for authentic, authentic stories, authentic engagements. Um, so that, that brings a, a demand for more roles and a wider range of roles. And also the, the fact that this world is diverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This world is full of wonderful, crazy, it's uh, just people, just wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And to me, once again, if we're going to break the mold, which I think we should do, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. then then create let's let's create other molds. Yeah, let's create a process where. People can say, "I want to bring who I am to this role," mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 know who you are enough to bring it. So the so the director can say, "You know, I like the view that you're taking on this," yeah, mm-hmm. because where someone else may get you know because they're angry, you know, may bring that anger to you know, to the you know, to the uh, let's say the uh, character, but. For you, anger may not be, you know, the per- the place that you go to. You know, maybe the places you go to is more logical. Right. And ultimately speaking, you know, uh, so, and to me, that's also a, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So if that's part of your culture, then that character that you're portraying should actually show that. Mm-hmm. And once again, I, I hope I'm making my thought clear because... Sometimes my words and my uh, kind of get a little jumbled. I think you're being Southern very black The Southern black preacher on both sides of the family, so I get to preach it sometimes. I think you're being very clear. Um, I do have another question for you that I would love for you to answer about the key things that you feel that actors need um, for the work. Um, 
if it's doing extras work or doing more more principal roles in the industry? What do you think actors need to have in their toolkit? That's a, uh, I think that's a very good question. Um, you, this may sound a little odd, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll start here and then I'll, I'll go to, to the rest. Uh, wardrobe is a very interesting thing for me. Mm-hmm. Because I have been on set where everybody showed up in like a blue shirt and, or a t-shirt and and I'm thinking to myself, did you read the part? You know, did you even take a look at the character that you were supposed to be playing? Yeah, uh, he's a mechanic. Don't you think you might, if you, if you even had to borrow some, you know, some overalls, some greasy overalls, do it. You know, take a, take the time to look at the character and see what you can bring to it. And to me. Wardrobe is, a, is another part of that. Uh, so and I, I don't think actors really kind of think a whole lot about that, and I think they should. Mm-hmm. So wardrobe is, to me, is one of the things you should have in your toolkit. So you should have some basics in your, cool, in your toolkit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for men and women, that's, that's different things. And maybe, you know, maybe we can talk about that at some point in time as well, too you know, the, the different uh, tools that we feel you should have in your, in your toolkit. But to me, wardrobe is a part of that. Take a look at that. Yeah. Because while everybody else is showing up, just looking like everybody else, you know, you decided to take the time to actually to bring in and zero in on that, on that character, you know, just by wardrobe alone. And then go for, you know, go to the next part and then bring the speech. Okay. So you think it's really important for, even for an audition, for the actor to be dressed, to dress the part? To dress the part. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I've shown up where, and because I can always remove a tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, but when I've shown up, I've shown up with my, totally my A game. You know, mm-hmm. and have someone say, well, you know, we didn't really want all of that. Can you take the tie off? And I go, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I took the time to bring you know an extra little bit of something to the you know to the table uh, to actually make myself, let's say, stand out a little bit. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, standing out and doing an audition, and uh, because you are going up against a few other people. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so why not actually? make yourself stand out a little bit and wardrobe is one way that you can do that. Okay. So what I get as well as going a little bit deeper with this is one aspect of the toolkit that an actor can have is discernment, discernment about what is appropriate for even auditioning the world, which for you is making sure that you're taking on a look, a character in a way that makes you stand above the rest. So that means your wardrobe and you mentioned speech um, are you able to talk a little bit more about that speech? You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, I happen to have a very unique, you know, uh, way of speaking because it's, it's kind of, it's Southern, but yet it's, it's Northern. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, cause because of my Southern upbringing, 
And but living here in Minnesota, I've kind of brought the two together. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't hurt to just embrace who you are. Yeah. And, and be comfortable in who you are enough to hopefully have that shine through. Mm-hmm. And when and if that does, that once again makes you unique you know, uh, enough to the point where you've just got that director's attention. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's the other thing too. Sometimes you have to you know, kind of bring you know your own uniqueness you know, to to that role. And mm-hmm. as far as being in your toolkit, what that means is you need to know who you are. Mm. You need to know, you need to have that confidence of who you are. If you are, you know, for me, I'm a tall African-American man, you know, uh, with a strong religious background and, and, and I'm all these other little things that are me, but I've worked at putting all those little pieces together. So when I walk into a room, you know who I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm work for and I'm working forward to continually to improve myself, yeah, and to become more aware of who I am. So if I do have to bring something to the table of a character that say, well, you know, we really wasn't quite sure how we wanted to go with this, but because you have such a way about we just decided that we want you to just make it your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me that the other thing that can you know, be in your toolkit, that idea of that you are unique and who you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that uniqueness will get you exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point um, that you mentioned about knowing who you are, letting that confidence of who you are shine through. Um, I am reminded when you say that of uh, speaking with another casting director for a really large um, regional theater. He did their casting and um, had a chance to talk with him a little bit about um, the actors who come in. Who would who has he found himself being more uh, attuned to or wanting to bring in for work? And he mentioned that there was a guy who came to audition who had never acted before ever. And the guy Hmm. came in and had read the play and the guy did some business before he started the audition that really just drew the casting director in because the guy was performing out of who he was and what he knew in such a strong way that it got that casting director and the director's attention. And they ended up booking that guy for the world. That's cool. Yeah. And those are the... Yeah, that are are unique because you never know. And as we talked about it, you know, one of the things that should be in your toolkit as well, too, is being comfortable on who you are culturally, race-wise, sex-wise. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable in all those images and all those, uh, you know, departments of you. Yeah. And uh, because I think some people are not comfortable even in their own cultures. Yeah. And you need to be comfortable with who you are, every aspect of you. And I think that's an important thing as well, too. For sure. For sure. Um, Okay. Wonderful. Um, 
One other question, because you brought this up as well when you were talking about your toolkit, is about improving myself. And I talk a little bit about technique and professional development for the actor. Um, so would you say that that professional development, as far as improving yourself, is one of the, tool, the tools that actors need? Um, or would you say a different something else? So I wanted to... I would... I would say, this, as I tell people all the time, the biggest room there is is the room for improvement. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that is in on so many aspects. And part of that is if this is your job, you, then if there is some new technique on your job that, you, you, that you've heard about, then take the time to find out about that new technique because it makes your job easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That includes uh, taking uh, classes. That includes maybe even just going to, uh, you know, a, a play or, or, or a film to see your favorite actor and, and, and maybe going to see it twice to, because first time just to watch it, second time to take notes. Uh, still, keep improving yourself yeah, in this industry because, uh, yes, you know, the characters that somebody might ask you to play, you, know, uh, you might be able to go, you know, if I was a Jack Nicholson, you know, uh, playing the role of the Joker, you know, uh, and then you have uh, Keith Ledger, you know, uh, his character uh, as the Joker. Those two, you know, two great actors, but two different views on the same character. Mm -hmm. And that to me is also, it's like to be able to look at uh, someone else's work, not to criticize, not to, you know, to go, Ooh, if, I, you know, if I was had that role, I would have done such and such, but just look at those nuances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one way to do that is actually is to continually to uh, improve yourself yeah, so that those nuances will come out mm -hmm. automatically. Yeah, because they're now a part of you, right? And that right. and that character you've been asked to portray. Yes, you've done the work to bring them out. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Okay, wonderful. Now, throughout our time, we've been getting deep on some of these questions that I've been asking you. Um, and some of them have been really um, wonderful things that actors can take away and do something with. I'm also wondering what other advice you have for actors in developing in the work and growing their career. You know, now this may sound, I'm going to have to get personal for a minute, and I hope my cousin doesn't mind. Uh, I have a young cousin who just found out that I'm in the business, and he's probably maybe not quite 18 yet. Mm -hmm. And he he's one of those that, you know, that he is just so gung-ho and so ready to, and I'm just like, okay, uh, I'm going to have to put a little bit of a rain on you here. <laughs> and I, because I need you to save some of that energy because this is a journey, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so don't use up all your energy, you know, at that at, at this one point. Try and kind of stretch that out a little bit so that you have longevity. 
And so my goal for him is to keep him focused yeah, and, and, and motivated, but also here for the distance. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, Cause I'm, I'm hearing that a lot of times young actors or even some people who there's like, you want to, when you're running a race, <laughs> right. You don't yeah. try to just take all of what you have and sprint for a hundred meters, right. To, to the height of your right. body. And then when you get to the 400 meter mark or even to the 800 meter, meter mark, when you, you run out of steam. Yep. Um, and how important it is to sustain, sustain yourself throughout your career, knowing that, um, things are going to come in good timing as you do the work, as you work on improvement, as you use your, your spirit of discernment, as you embrace who you are in those, in those audition moments, um, that it's, it's a journey. It's not, it's not uh, from here to 100 yards in front of you. Nope. At least the, and that's like I said, and I hope he likes it. I hope he doesn't mind that I'm <laughs> using him. But that's one of the things I want to do for him is make him help him to understand that you just don't go just run it out there and using up everything. You just let's let's really work at you know building something that not only that you can be proud of you know years down the road, but giving you something that. Um, Long after I'm gone, maybe you'll still be here and saying, well, you know, if it wasn't for Cousin Lee telling me, you know. Mm -hmm. know? For sure. For sure. There should be a strategy and a method to the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think your cousin should be fine. You didn't mention any names. Everybody could be your cousin (laughs) Lee. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody can. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, thank you for being here, Lee. And I want to just um, mention to the listening audience, um, Jordan Henry Lee, um, or Lee Henry Jordan, excuse me. Henry Jordan. Lee Henry Jordan has, um, uh, he, he runs Extras Casting, Jordan's Extras Casting, um, which you can find out about, but it's jordansextrascasting.com. Yes? Yep, that's correct. Um, And if you're in the Minneapolis area and you're a new actor and you want to start doing more extra work and working with Jordan, please visit that website and you can sign up for creating a profile on his website um, so he can start booking you out for for great work that's coming into the Twin Cities. And um, I want to also say to the listening audience, please check us out at paidactor.com. You can check us out on Facebook at Paid Actor Online. Um, we are on Twitter uh, at Paid Actor Tweets, and we are on Instagram as Paid to the Number Two Act ACT. So please join us on our social media channels. Um, know that I'll be sharing more about our upcoming radio series, and I'm so glad that you joined us today, Lee Henry Jordan, for our comeback. My, ple- My pleasure. Thank you and, so much. Um, thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too.